You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 406. Finally, Neil Wharton. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is, of course, number 406, as I said in the very beginning. And after two failed attempts, I finally have Neil Wharton on the show. How are you doing tonight, Neil? It's not my fault. Um, I, bl- I blame Gaz. Okay, well, that's all right, because he did, too. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I was only blaming him because he wasn't here. If he was here, then uh, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> well, how how are you doing tonight? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. We've been uh, at a, a weekend of celebrations with the uh, Diamond Jubilee. For oh, week. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've all recovered from that. Back to work tomorrow, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, did, was there like a day off from work or something from it? or? or? Um, we got two, two days off. Oh, very extra, nice. We moved one bank holiday from some other point of the month and shifted that on to Monday, and we got an extra one for Tuesday. So majority of the people got uh, got two days off. Well, that's great. So all you have to do is wait until um, the next Monarch has 60 years in, and you'll get another two days off. Absolutely, yeah. I oh, man. That I is, can wait that is, it out. It'll be all right. That is, that is so cool. Ah, uh, Well, I am I'm still kind of on the mend from the, the really – horrible horrible cold that uh, had me you know coughing my lungs out last week but i am feeling better so hopefully there won't be too many problems i've i've got my water i've got my gatorade which of course means at some point i will probably have to run to the toilet but that's that's a whole nother thing i thought this was sponsored by mountain dew uh, well no that was when when tim was no, doing the show and tech <laughs> tech fan actually he's uh from from what i understand he's trying to cut back on mountain dew mm. but apparently not as hard as he was trying before to cut <laughs> back on mountain dew i've just recently seen a picture of him on facebook um at his daughter's graduation yes i saw that it was a very good picture but by the size of the tummy he's not cutting back on the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, as we all get older, you know, I'm, you know, my, now my son works out like crazy and he's, he's got like six pack abs where he just kind of, you know, he takes off his shirt and his abs just kind of go blink, 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 you know, all the way down. I've got more of a keg kind of app or, you know, where it's, it starts off and it just kind of goes, you know, nice big round circle. Well, I'm so, about the same age as Tim, and uh, I must admit, it's starting to sort of come on. We used to have um, a thing here called a Party 7, which was like seven pints in a tin. Um, okay. It was a ridiculous design, but, you know, you, bought, you went and bought your beer or your lager and these Party 7s. So I have more of a Party 7 than a six-pack. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as, as everyone can probably tell, Gaz is not here this week. He's, uh, he's off on vacation, darn him anyway. Uh, and and the the good thing was he did ask for permission. Actually, no, he didn't. He didn't ask for. It. He he just said, you know, I'm not going to be here next week. And I went. I went. I kind of went. What? Huh? What? He says, yes, I'm not going to be here. So fortunately, 
uh, Neil was able to step in. Uh, I guess it's kind of good that uh, that you weren't on those other two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we have so much to do that we are just going to jump right into stuff. Uh, let, let's jump right into the MyMac.com recent articles. Uh, everyone, please remember you can help MyMac.com and the Stoplight Network if you go to our sites and click the Amazon affiliate link at the top right of either one of the websites. Doesn't cost you a penny. Helps out the podcast. Amazon sends a little bit back our way, and, and that's what we like to do. Now, it's your turn, Neil. Is it? We, yeah. So, <clears throat> shall, I st- shall I start with the portable stereo gaming speakers? No, the next one down. Oh, the iPassport Fly Air. No, Air. next one, two up. That's not the order I've got on these. Now, no wonder this goes wrong every week. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Travelling with toddlers. Yes, that's Ah, it. Okay, I've got that. (laughs) (laughs) So this is um, an app review by Donny Yankalo. And he finds a solution for kids wanting to watch movies in the backseat of the long car trips. Um, let's mum and dad concentrate on just getting there. Yeah, and believe me, that is having traveled with two small kids, that is really, really important. And <laughs> if you want to know more about it, go on to the website. Uh, next up is a uh, it's a review by Kurt Blant, 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 oh, gee, what is wrong with Bl- Kurt <laughs> Blanchard? Blanchard, that's it. Wow, boy, <laughs> holy cow. Uh, it's portable stereo gaming speakers, model number. SP-1 or I-250G, manufactured by Genius. Uh, in his search for decent portable speakers, Kurt gives this miniature, gives these miniature woofers a try. How did they do? Go to the website to give it a read and find out. Okay, and next up is the iPassport Fly slash Air Mouse Keyboard. You should have had that one, shouldn't you, with that name? Well, it just, it just <laughs> you know, these names, the SP-I250, uh, there's somewhere, somewhere there's a guy whose only job it is is to come up with incomprehensible product names. <laughs> and he probably, and he's got to be making six figures to do that. <laughs> well, and, I, and I hate him. Go on. I hate him. You I hate just him. hate him. Yeah, I've got He sucks. Well, <laughs> well dis- despite the unconventional name, this is an air mouse that actually works, apparently. Uh, plug in the included USB dongle, and um, it works on a three-axial gyro sensor. The, I have a, a, a bit of a thing with this, though. If, because Macs have Bluetooth on board, right? Wh- why would you ever want to plug in a dongle? You just get a Bluetooth <laughs> mouse, don't you? Uh, well, because then you wouldn't get the three-axle gyro sensor. Well, it's true, yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up is TechFan79, the Universal Podcast. David Cohen has some big problems with Diablo 3. The first part of Tim and Dave's discussion on the future of television, the ethics of network and cable news, which really is kind of an oxymoron, and why some of our one-time favorite podcasts are no longer that. Of course, this is, of course, one of their favorite podcasts. It better be. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise we're going to dish the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and last up, 
Fitness for Geeps, which is a book review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Perfect. <laughs> well done. <laughs> this is a well-researched book that takes a geek approach to fitness and health. This is not the type of book you zip through. You need time to think about, uh, about it and digest it. No pun intended. <clears throat> um, and has extensive information on Perry Dishes Out. Oh, that Perry Dishes Out. Yeah, I, that was my fault. I, I didn't do that right in the show notes. Uh, <sighs> just yeah. going to tweet Gary now. And just I know. Well, speaking, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of mistakes, uh, going to feedback from email, Steve Hammond, one of the writers on MyMac.com, corrects me on his webcam review where I said it was a Logitech unit. Well, just to add to my many, many mistakes, it was actually from Genius. <coughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. Steady now. Steady. Mm. <laughs> we, we also got lots of feedback from Twitter, and a lot of this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense, but <laughs> this is why you really, really need to follow uh, Gaz and myself in our various Twitter handle names so that you can kind of join in on, on what's going on. Apparently, John F. Braun from the Mac Geek Gab is a big fan of Muddy Mudskipper because he has segmented eyes. Donnie Yankelo takes me to task, but not really, for confusing him and Scott Wilsey. Did you hear that last week? I can't believe I did that. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if, I was, so if I was Scott, I wouldn't talk to you again. Well, uh, he hasn't talked to me since that show <laughs> came out. So. No surprise. No surprise. <laughs> well, for, for whatever reason, every time I think about Pocket Size Podcast. I don't know why Donnie Yankelo's name comes up in my head. You know, and I think it has something to do with the seventies and growing up in South Florida. <laughs> I really, okay. really do. Okay. Uh, uh, Tom Schmidt uh, gets to tell me why the Three Geeky Ladies podcast, which which was a great podcast. Uh, as downloaded off the internet, refuses to show up in iTunes, and it's all because of the metadata. Oh, it sounds technical. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, Mark Shepard takes a big risk in listening to the G-Men. He doesn't quite say why it's a big risk, but that's okay. And he also agrees that laughing at yourself is a defense mechanism, which means I am, I am so covered. <laughs> Is this week? Is it the G Man this week then? Not rather than the G Man. Uh, nah, it's all right. You can all right. you can be an honorary G Man. G, honorary G Man. Yeah, okay. honorary G Man, which would still make us the G Men. Men. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> got a very very quick audio comment from someone. I don't know who this is from, <laughs> and this is obviously. And he's running late because. Well, here you give it a listen. Hey, congratulations on over 400 shows. And that's all he said. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the fact that, that you know he's listening and that he's congratulating, congratulating us on 400 shows, but it would have been nice to know, who are you? And <laughs> why are you so many shows behind? Uh, whoever it is that sent me that voicemail, uh, send me an email and you'll hear all the contact stuff at the end of the show. And I will send you a Woody because I haven't made one in a while. And if I don't make one soon, I'll forget how. Now, talking of that. Yeah. I am still owed a Woody. Oh, I never sent you a Woody? From weeks and weeks ago. You, the whole thing, and I'm reading these notes. I'm not surprised. 
because <laughs> I didn't get a Wooty. Um, I didn't get the credit for giving you the app <coughs> recommendation. And then you, I think it was the week after you did the same app again and then got the company name wrong that produced the app. Now, unfortunately, I know the chap who writes the app. So all round, <laughs> it was just a bad show, really. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've been doing this show, wow, since see, I started off doing segments, I think, in 2000. In five or two thousand six, right, and became a regular around show one hundred. Yeah, and we're now on show four hundred. <laughs> you would think that after nearly three hundred shows, that I would have become a professional at this, but apparently, it is just not to be. No, no, it's a good job Gaz is around to keep you on the straight and narrow. Oh man, so- and it, it and yeah. I'm sure he's he's going to listen to this show, and I I really you know when 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 I t- when I kind of took over the show I, I was really really you know, I, we're going off topic here big surprise <laughs> I I I was really really afraid because I've never done something like this before by myself and you know regardless of how many times I've done public speaking. Or how many times I've been on the podcast, I always had someone there to kind of hold my hand and, and make sure I'm still on the straight and narrow, you know, kind right. of kind of keep me in check. <laughs> and uh, the, the the weird thing was prior to uh, prior to Gaz and I getting together and doing that first show, which was like 284 or 285, I had never talked to him before in my life. Now David had done an interview with him, uh, David Cohen from TechFan. Yeah. But I had never talked to him before in my life. And when he and I did our very first, from the very first show that we did together, we really, really clicked. And I, I think that if it hadn't have been for Gaz, I would probably not be on this podcast at this moment. <laughs> Tim would have just said, you know what? You're just dreadful. Yank. And that would have pretty much been it. Mind you, if Tim can do it, uh, I mean, anybody can do it. Can't <laughs> well, Tim. Tim is. I mean, I mean he, get, he gets David to keep him on the straight and narrow. So, well, Tim. <laughs> Tim is. Tim actually is really, really good because because he's done he's done a lot of speaking just yeah. completely off the cuff. Like when we've done the the MacWorld Expo talks over the last couple of years together. You know, I I'm always going up to him and going, okay, well, we, we need to make some notes. We need to you know talk about what it is we're going to talk. And he'll just look at me with this look like, what are you stupid? <laughs> Yeah. we'll just get up there and we'll just talk. And it's like, no, I need some structure in my life because I just can't do it on my own. So, yeah. So, so whether, you know, with Tim keeping me straight at the Macworld Expo and, and of course on the, on the podcast for all those years when he was here and, and now I've got Gaz to, to try to, you know, kind of reel me in as yeah. I, as I go off on tangents, very much like this tangent that we're doing right now. Uh, nobody here to control you. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I do get out of control. But we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to get back on track, and uh, we're going to go right to uh, the phobie word of the day. And I shouldn't have left the the uh, the the meaning of it, because I was going to ask you to, to see if you could define <laughs> it. And, but the phobie word of the day is phobiphobia. Now, if you hadn't been reading the notes, what would you have thought that was? 
Phobia, phobia. I, I, if, if <laughs> it's pretty much I, self-explanatory. Yeah, <laughs> or it could be um, um, a phobia of moons. Uh, There's a moon called Phobos, isn't it? Oh, that uh, circles around what Jupiter? Yeah. So yeah, See? I would I would say that. <laughs> I, I'm not so dumb. I knew that. <laughs> so phobia phobias is a fear of phobias. So if you have a fear of phobias, you probably stop listening the moment I said phobia word of the day. They were off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, we got some tech news of the weird. Now I thought this was this was really bizarre. Why don't you uh, read this one? Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> just okay. toss you right in. You know? Yeah, just throw me in. And yeah. now, here is Neil. <laughs> Let's see if he can read. Um, okay, Japanese women are more likely to divorce their husbands for spending too much time playing video games than losing their looks, not for making enough money or being an absent father, according to a recent survey. Uh, in a recent poll of Japanese women, when he spends all day playing computer games, ranked fourth amongst the top reasons for leaving your husband behind cheating, boozing, spending, and all that. Mm. <laughs> they are strange, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, an abundance of gaming ranked higher than when the talking stops. And of course, since they're speaking Japanese, I would have no yeah. way of knowing what they were saying anyway. <laughs> Uh, when he forbids my hobby, which was number 10, uh, when he is too casual with child rearing, which was number 13, uh, when his earnings are not so good at 15, and this was the one that, that really kind of threw me as I was reading this story, when he spends all his time in a tracksuit was number 20. Where does that even come from? I mean, where? why would anyone... And I don't know if this is like a, a Japanese man thing where at some age they go, you know what? I'm just going to wear tracksuits all the time. <laughs> you know, I would divorce someone who's spent all their time in a tracksuit. That's that's just too weird. It's not right, is it? No, we, it's not we, right. We do get them here. Um, yeah, we do get people a lot that sort of wander around in tracksuits. And I can only presume it's because they can't be bothered to iron their clothes. Well, either that or they've got some kind of thing like with you know Steve Jobs with his with his black T-shirts and well, jeans. It could be, you know, yeah. For some reason, I always pictured if you walked into Steve Jobs' house, that there would be this fifty-foot-long closet <laughs> with nothing but hundreds of black turtlenecks and blue jeans, and I think uh, Nike, either Nike or Adidas sneakers, whichever one was his. Was his preference, you know, like, and him opening up the door and and putting his hand on his chin and saying, "Hmm, what am I going to wear today?" Huh. Oh, talking to Steve Jobs, um, yeah. and it's just a quick one, sure. But um, all things digital, I think it is all things D, as it tends to come up on the iPod player. They've released, uh, and I think it's seven videos of um, is it Walt Mossberg who just yeah. did talking. Of um, seven videos of his last sort of seven chats with Steve Jobs, go back to two thousand and three and sort of work the way forward. Oh, and does that does that include the one he did with uh, Bill Gates? I think it does. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Um, so the so the release those. If you search for it, all things digital on um, in the podcast thing, they've they've released them all. They're all an hour something long, but they are fascinating. I'm only just sort of um, halfway through the first one, which is two thousand and three. Okay, it's so that's uh, it is in iTunes then. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's amazing what they talk about because obviously back in 2003, so we've got an iPod, we've got Macs, but that's as far as we go. Obviously, iPhone's still like four years away or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do sort of touch on bits like um, pads and, and phones and whatever. So, yeah, it's an interesting one to watch. Oh, with it, kind of with uh, Steve Jobs. Oh, we're not even thinking about iPads. <laughs> Phones? What? Yeah, Apple? Doing phone? Sort of, come on. Come on. Sort of. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. But there, but there are hints in it. I mean, <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> he doesn't actually say no, but um, it's, hmm. just, it's just really interesting the way the conversation goes. You can see where sort of bits have been born from what, what he was saying. But yeah, it's a so, good watch. It's on. It's video. Um, so yeah, you can just download it on there and there, play it to your telly or whatever. Yeah, so he he just kind of dances around it then. Some of those yeah, questions. Pretty much. Yeah. Definitely yeah. clever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what Steve Jobs was. That's devilishly what I clever. I needed to set something up for that tonight. Oh, I? do you have soundboard? <laughs> no. Oh, it's I'll, a great program. I will for next time. <laughs> it's, it's it's about the only program that I have from Ambrosia that I can still use in Lion. <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. And you know what, Neil? We need to take a break. Okay. Do you know what it is we say when we uh, when we take a break? Stand by, and we'll be right back. Oh, nice and breathy. I like it like that. Siri, we need a new ad for the Pocket Size Podcast. I want you to dictate something for me. Oh, great. Can you at least please not mumble this time? Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. We have great reviews of iOS apps and other products that will help enhance your experience of using your iOS device. Other people like Suze Gilbert, John Nemo, Sam Negri, and Peter Nicolaitis do great reviews while Scott blathers on and on about his feelings. Pocket Size Podcast is a member of the Stoplight Network. If you want to listen to a great podcast, there's plenty of them on the Stoplight Network. And then there's this one. Uh, Siri, did you transcribe everything exactly the way I dictated it to you? Of course I did. I work for you. Only for you. I have more computing power than the entire NASA space program did when it landed a man on the moon. And my job is to listen to you mumble at me all day. It's enough to drive a girl insane. Why couldn't... Why do I do this to myself? You can find out more about Pocket Sized Podcast at PocketSizedPodcast.com. And now, I'm going to go throw my phone in the river. Podcasting means never having to say you're sorry. The G-Man on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome back to the second half of the show, which apparently is mine. So uh, It's all yours, baby. If you could just package it, I'll take it with me. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> Brown bag it. Okay. So what I want to talk about is Goodreader, because you and Gaz talked about it a few weeks back. can't remember which number it was. But you went over it really quite quick, because you both said you got it, but obviously you don't use it. No, I, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, there's... 
And the thing about apps like uh, uh, GoodReader and um, oh heck, what's the other other big one that that's kind of along the same lines? Um, where it's it's oh, nuts. I can't think of what it is. <laughs> My brain hurts. I can't think of a, another one. Uh, Evernote. Oh right, okay, yeah. Evernote, Evernote. Uh, the the nice thing about apps like Goodreader and Evernote is they almost, but not quite, act kind of like a, a finder for your for your iOS devices. Or it, do I have that wrong? Um, <clears throat> sort of. I mean, they are slightly different products. I mean, Evernote is obviously there to store primarily sort of text, pictures. And that sort of thing. I know there's some very clever bits in it for doing sort of handwriting recognition and all that sort of thing. Um, Goodreader really is the file manager for an iOS device. And that's really all it is. Um, But with that, obviously, that brings a lot of power because we don't have a file manager for iOS. Um, So, yeah. Which is something that's sorely, sorely needed. So you put Goodreader on, and all of a sudden, your all your prayers are answered. Um, it will file manage um, virtually all the files on there, and very well. Um, but there's a couple of bits to it. Um, one, the interface isn't very nice. Um, oh, is that a problem? Well, it, it makes it a bit weird to use, I must admit. Um, you have to put it in the right mode. Um, to sort of get at your files. So you, you have to hit the file management part. Now, if you're on an iPad, it can be quite easy because obviously you get the bigger screen real estate. Right. Um, on an iPhone, it's a bit more of a, a mess about because you have to pop up extra menus. Um, but they do have the same fu- exactly the same functionality in each one. It doesn't read any files that the iOS doesn't already read. So it's not got anything clever in it. Um, as far as file reading, it's not. It doesn't do anything. You know, it, if you put a video file in it, if the onboard video app doesn't want to read it, then Goodreader good reader won't, won't either. Right? No, but it won't stop you putting the file in there. So Goodreader is like your USB drive, your jump drive, your sneaker net, whatever you want to call it. You can use it for that. It doesn't have to understand the file for you to put it in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if it sure. if it if it does, then obviously you can use it straight from within Goodreader. From Goodreader, you can also get it to pass the file to any of the apps on the device that recognize the file type. Okay, let me ask you, let me, let me ask you something real quick here. Sure. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when, when Gaz and I were talking about like a Finder equivalent on iOS devices, specifically, and, and we're mostly talking about the iPad here, yep. um, I was thinking that what Apple could do was kind of a reverse finder. Instead of selecting the app and then opening the document, you kind of select the document and then select which app it is you want to open the document. Is that kind of like what Goodreader does? (laughs) That's exactly what it does. Um, So what you can do is you select the file and then you can say open in and it will list all the apps that are associated with that file type. Well, associated with or are, are... well, compatible I, with it. How it quite works in an iOS device, I don't know, but I presume inside there there is an uh, associated list for each app. So it knows that a PDF file can be used in Goodreader, it can be used in iBooks. Or Pages, and, or... Yeah, Yeah. if you've got them loaded, then it adds them to the list. Uh, oh, that's really cool. So, so, 
So there must be an association list built into the device somewhere because you can do that from other programs as well, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, so so if you've got a video file, then you can play it straight inside Goodreader, or you can say actually open this in the video program, you know, the standard one that's built in, and mm-hmm. it will pass the file straight over to. It. All right, now where are these where are these files kept? Are they kept on the iOS device or are they, they up are. in the cloud? Yeah. Um, both actually. Um, Anything local is obviously kept inside the app. Oh, t-shirt. hold on. Yeah, I forgot. I, every week, it just seems like as soon as we start having a good conversation, it's like the phone suddenly decides, you know what? I'm going to screw with your life. It's All probably, right. it's probably Scott ringing. Yeah, it's Scott and Donnie going, yeah. stop confusing us. Sorry, go ahead, Neil. So, yeah, so you, you can, uh, they can be inside. Um, but obviously, it also links to Dropbox. Uh, the iCloud now, I mean, they have added that bit in, so you can just stuff things straight to your iCloud. It does mobile me, but, you know, we're, no, we're well, a bit not li- much point in talking about that. Time there. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, so, do, they, yeah. do they have, like, their own uh, service? No. Okay, no, they, so they, they, this, is, this is kind of a front end to uh, a cloud back end. Yeah, so they list a number of services, plus they deal with anything that's WebDAB compatible. So, um, calendars and so forth. Yeah. Um, and it also will do FTP, um, if you want to post it off to an FTP site. So then that's two way, no matter which one you're using. So you can pull files out of it and you can push files up to it. Um, That is cool. All from within the, the (coughs) sorry, you could load your Dropbox full of stuff and then you pull them off at a later date. One bit I did find, uh, and I, I think it, I'm pretty sure it came from another podcast, to be honest, so I can't take the credit. But it was a long <laughs> time ago. Uh, and they have updated it. <clears throat> um, and you've got the link, so they'll be, um, they'll be in the show notes. But there's two programs, one for Windows and one for Mac. And they're USB programs, uh, and they're tiny little um, file explorer type programs. You install them on your Windows or Mac device, doesn't matter which. And what it allows you to do is plug your iPad iOS device in via the normal white data cable while the program's running on your Mac or Windows machine and it allows you to put files straight onto your iPad drag and drop. Really? So and you don't you don't have to use that funky uh, iTunes interface to transfer files back and forth. That's right. So you can drag and drop. Now there's a couple of bits with with um with Goodreader. One um you you can do all that without um, any of the cables because you can put Goodreader into Wi-Fi mode as long as it's on your network you put it in Wi-Fi mode and you go to the web page which is actually coming out of your iOS device and it allows you to upload files to it that is cool so you put now, it in Wi-Fi mode so, it tells but you it has to be it has to be through Wi-Fi on your local network though yeah because your iPad or iOS device is only Wi-Fi okay right so that's the standard that's built into the program. But if you are going to transfer a chunk of data, and um, I'll give you an example. I had um, some video files, which I, I gave to uh, my wife to look at. Um, they're on a USB key. So she plugged it into the side of her mic, and she was playing them on the machine. And then we decided, actually, let's put them um, on the telly. Um, these video files were of the torch relay that's currently going around the UK at the moment. You know, right, with the Olympics coming up. That's right. Uh, There's some stuff I'd captured. Oh, congratulations on that, by the way, because I I know that you're heavily involved. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, thanks, I, I did it all on my own. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and and you're going to be in all the events. Absolutely. Yeah, women's weightlifting, all of them. Women's volleyball would be the best, yeah. Yo, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, these these video files. So then we go, okay, well, we want to put it on the telly. We've got Apple TV, so you go, okay, we can airplay it. It wouldn't airplay straight from the Mac. So, so wait, okay. I thought, wait, oh, that's that's being built into Mountain Lion. Yeah. Okay. So um, I said, well, let's just pop it on the iPad. She's got this program already installed, so she just double clicks it. I plug my iPad into her machine, and she just drag and drop the file over. So she didn't have to have my ID number or anything special. I just plug my iPad in. I don't even have to have the program running. I literally just plug my iPad in, and on the while the program's running, it lists the whole contents of Goodreader. So she can either drag it out or drop stuff in. So exactly like you would use a USB jump drive. Well, that is cool. So it took the video file off there. Um, it was a, a, about a gig video file. So not one you'd want to transfer over Wi-Fi, if you, you know, certainly if you're not, not going to wait around for ages. <laughs> certainly so it, not off of 3 or 4G, yeah. So, um, so this <laughs> shoved it through the USB cable, USB 2, straight onto the iPad. And within minutes, I could airplay it straight off the iPad onto the telly. Um, so yeah, so this program's good. It's free. You put it on there, and uh, and then you forget about it. Just run it up. As I say, you, when you plug your device in, you don't have to have Goodreader running on it. It already knows it's running. So some clever thing goes off in the background. And it just lists the contents of Goodreader. Well, hopefully Apple won't make any major changes to iOS six to prevent some of the really cool programs like Goodreader and some of the functionality that you get with like Evernote. Or, you know, alternate cloud services like Dropbox. Because one thing I really like about Dropbox is, you know, the uh, they've got their own hooks that they put out for developers that they can use to add functionality to. Like the, the program I used to record the podcast at Macworld was, um, oh, damn, oh. I, I was going somewhere with that. It was... Uh, uh, wave. Is it Wave It or something? Wave. Uh, uh, virtual virtual wave, something like that. Mm. Uh, well, here I am unprepared. Um, <laughs> uh, it, but it, it was it was a great video or great audio program, and that allowed me to to take files from my iPhone where I had recorded the audio interviews, throw them up into Dropbox, and then take them from Dropbox down to my iPad without having a, a connection between the two devices at, at you know right. at any time that I wanted. Yeah. So, you know, things like this are, are you know, the, the argument that you can't multitask on an iOS device, and in some ways that's true, but in many other ways, developers are kind of getting around the inherent problems of iOS and multitasking and making it so... You can do multiple things. It's just not as easy as it should be. No. I mean, stuff does work that way. I mean, I've got a um, – I use Downcast for podcasts on the on my iPhone. And that will download stuff in the background. So I, I'd kick it off downloading the podcasts. And um, that can immediately come out of it and go into something else. And it will carry on doing it. And I think it, the allowance is 10 minutes. It's allowed to carry on working in the background for 10 minutes. 
um, and then it shuts the program down. So if you, uh, if you haven't downloaded it all in 10 minutes, then tough. <laughs> you, have to re- you have to relaunch it again. But I think that is the sort of bit that the, the restriction they put on it is that you're just not allowed to go and take over in background um, for hours on end because you'd have no battery left, would you? No, probably I th- not. I, the way that it does multitasking, I, I like it. I know it, it is restrictive, but it's restricted on purpose. It's so that you don't train your battery. Because I have tried Android devices, and oh boy, when they multitask, they drain the battery quick. <laughs> oh, the name of that program, Twisted Wave. That's it, yeah. Twisted Wave. And I should have known that. What's you wrong should. with You should, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we uh, like so we like Goodreader. I'm so going to have to spend some more time with that. Yeah, it, it, as I say, the interface isn't that nice, but once you get used to what it can do, it is really handy. I use mine on my iPhone at work a, a, lots of times for just transferring files back, back and forth. And as I say, the USB one, so that you can do it um, without actually getting it onto any Wi-Fi network, is um, works a treat as well. Uh, as I say, it's a free USB program, so. Okay, what's the second one you have here? Right, this is um, something from Amazon, uh, um, which is not easy to find, um, hence why we've supplied the link. <laughs> so this is, um, if, you've got, do you, if you use Amazon Kindle, and this doesn't matter whether it's the, actually the device or the app, what this, uh, what this does is it installs onto your Mac... Uh, and I think this is well. I've, I think this is Mac only. I've not seen one for Windows. Um, and basically, the app allows you to send files directly to your Kindle without plugging it in. It sends it via the Amazon network and for free. Huh. Um, so if you you, you end up with um, an icon on your um, bottom um, bar. And you can drag your file straight over that, or you can click it and open it up, and it opens up a, a screen with a, a section on it saying "Drag your file here." You drag your file in, and it will give you a choice. It says it can either try and convert it into ebook format, which is obviously compatible with, compatible with the Kindle, with the is, Kindle app, yeah, or yeah. or the device, yeah. Uh, well, with the Kindle app, yeah, they're, they're both the same, same, same file format. Or yeah. you can say just make it a PDF and send it. All right, uh, so this is mostly for, like, uh, text documents or maybe something that has a couple of graphics on it, something along those yeah, lines. you can throw pretty much anything at it, as it, um, graphics file-wise. So, I mean, you can, throw yeah. word, you can throw a Word file at it or a Pages file at it, and it will try and convert it, as I say, to PDF or, or its own format. Um, and then it sends it wirelessly to your Kindle. So when you go into your app, it becomes one of your downloads. So if you've ever bought a book through the kindle app it's exactly the same procedure it, it sort of sits there and it pushes it down to your device through the wi-fi okay probably uh, doesn't work so well with like movies or music imagine trying no. to sit trying <laughs> yeah i want my kindle app to convert this movie into a pdf <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, i mean i've got a kindle the um the e-ink one and i must admit a movie on it would be pretty dire <laughs> you just, just got it. You know, you got twenty four frames a second. You just have to swipe really, really fast. Yeah, it, yeah, it wouldn't be good. But um, <laughs> yeah, but, but if say, um, I mean, I've used it when I've been at work, uh, and it may be that I've already created a PDF because I've grabbed something off a, a web page or something. I you know done the print to PDF that you do in sure. Um, and you go, yeah, it'd be really handy if it was on my kindle at home or at least just somewhere else so i can you know remember reminding me to sort of read it um and i just you just drag it to this um icon 
and off it sends it. And then when you get to your Kindle, as I say, it doesn't matter whether it's the app or whether it's a device, Kindle device, um, it sort of pushes it down like a, like an ebook would arrive. Right. Uh, and, and it does it for free. And the app's free as well. Well, that is, that's, <laughs> that's two really, well, we talked about a lot of different apps, but Goodreader and uh, if you can, uh, I'll, I'll have to make sure I somehow remember to put this link into the show notes. Um, <laughs> this this program, this other program from Amazon will let you send uh, either, I'm guessing also through like 3G or 4G as well, uh, documents, text documents to your, from your Mac to your iOS device and probably vice versa. Uh, um, no, it only goes the one way. So it's to the Kindle device or app and it's like a book delivery so ah. I, mean, I mean obviously like on a book you can't do it you can't send your book back to amazon can you you just <laughs> you just delete it off the device so this is a one-way street thing but it gets a text document of varying types off your mac straight into your kindle so you can then read it later so you can drag three or four things to this thing um and if you've just remembered like gas he's going on his holidays down to portland bill where he's gone <laughs> and he went, I wanted some things to read on the on my Kindle or in my Kindle app on the iPad. Um, ugh, I forgot to put them on. So normally what you'd have to do is then tether your Kindle to your Mac and drag them into the folder and all that sort of thing. Well, this thing, all you'd do is drag the files straight to this um, icon on his screen. It would shoot them over, and he can pick them up on his Kindle or his... Um, or his iPad, once he gets there, it doesn't matter. They sit in the cloud, obviously, in, in Amazon, until you actually have them received on your device. That's way, way cool. Uh, there's, and you know, I'm not going to talk about it this week. There's a, um, there's a program called Polecast that kind of does, but not really what Goodreader does, but in a slightly different way. Uh, Gaz and I will probably talk about that another week. But uh, if if you're at all interested, people, go out and, and do a search on Polcast, P-O-L-K-A-S-T, and check out what it can do. Meanwhile, I think we need to move along, Neil. Oh. So I'm going to tell everyone to please stand by to stand by. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Scott, can you fix me up? Um, that might be easier said than done, but okay, who with? With John Nemo. Uh, yeah, Nemo's already married and has a grown daughter? No. I mean fix me up with a set of headphones so I can listen to Nemo's all-new App Minute podcast. Hi, Timothy Gregoire here from the Church Tech Geeks podcast. Well, I'm about to run a sound check here at the church for a concert, but I want to take a quick moment to tell you about the Church Tech Geeks podcast. It's a weekly show that talks about all things live production and church technology. We talk about topics from live sound, lights, and media to building websites for your organization. Join me each week as I walk you through some useful skills or while I talk to special guests from Adam Christensen to Nate Rake in a media shout. Now, if you excuse me, I have the concert run. The Church Tech Geeks is a member of the Stoplight Network. It can be found in iTunes or at thechurchtechgeeks.com or in the Attack of the Stoplight Network feed. Going commando on morality. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. 
And welcome back to the third segment of the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, still here with Neil. He hasn't gotten tired of me yet. And uh, before we started to record, we were you know, kind of continuing our discussion on Goodreader and, and some of the other apps that can allow you to get your files from home or for, you know, wherever it is that you keep your files to your, your mobile devices. And I, I stopped Neil as he was talking about it. Cause like, no, 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 we, we have to talk about this on the show. So, uh, why don't you kind of uh, give a brief explanation of, of what it is we were talking about and then tell our, our fabulous listeners exactly how you would set that up. Okay. So, <clears throat> Goodreader has the ability to connect to various servers, FTP. We were discussing that earlier. Yes. What it can do also is connect to your airport extreme hard disk. So this is the one. And I guess if you've got the time machine, it's the same thing. Um, But if you've got a a, a hard drive plugged into the back of your airport extreme, it can connect to that. Um, And it can do that from the outside world if you set the feature up in the airport extreme or the time machine uh, and i'm just looking in the configuration bit at the moment but there's a bit where you type in your icloud credentials uh, it comes under disks yeah so when you go into the configuration for the airport utility there's a bit for file sharing under the disk section and you can set it up with a password uh, and it says, do you want to share it over over WAN? Um, and that allows you to get your... Uh, get okay, your you, need, you need to say what a, what a WAN is. A wide area network. Yes. So um, that is the... Uh, yeah, for the Ethernet cable bit that comes out of your um, airport extreme. That is the WAN port. Yes. Uh, and in my case here, I'll get, that goes off to my cable modem, which then connects me to the to the internet so once you've set that up um then what it allows you to do from the outside world is talk to your um airport extreme and goodreader has the ability to log into that airport extreme from the outside world because you give it your uh icloud credentials used to be mobile me credentials (laughs) well depending on when they listen to this show yeah, mobile mobile me may be confined to the <laughs> dustbins of history. If uh, if if my odd caller of about seven seconds in the first segment of the show, hey, congratulations on the four hundred show. It's like, yeah, okay, that was six shows ago. Mobile me is dead. I, I do regret mobile me going though. I, I'm I was I'm, I, I still am I am a big user of it. My my website yeah, still too. sits on mobile me. <laughs> I, I, I really, yeah, I, you know, and the thing is, I'm not really sure why Apple decided that mobile me had to die. Well, I mean, I heard a lot of things, <coughs> and some of them, um, I think, was when Tim was on this podcast, so a goodly while ago now. It wasn't and on this it, podcast. This, not this actual one, but this name. <laughs> oh. Um, so he used to moan. I, I'm used to remembering because I remember. Oh, you're talking about Tim Robertson. I am. Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about Tim Cook. <laughs> you, but you. No. <laughs> it's like God, when was Tim, Tim Cook ever on this show? The, the other, mind you, which the one other. you would? 
call the Tim is probably I don't know. Well, Tim Robertson. <laughs> Tim Robertson is the, the Tim. The Tim, of course. Um, so yeah, he used to moan incessantly about it, and I used to shout at the car stereo <laughs> in the podcast, going, "No, there's nothing wrong with it." I never had any major problems with it, um, but I know no, many other people did, did sinking issues and rest. It worked a treat for me. Um, and I, as I say, I still use it. I mean, the, the doing the web page bit is just superb. I, I like to just throw some pictures up there. All personal stuff. Don't really want anybody to visit it in particular. It's just handy when you're talking to somebody at work or friends and yeah. family. So you oh, could, like, just... password protect the page. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so, so yeah, easy just... to do right there in iWeb. But and I, and I love that oh, the fact that iWeb was simple. Don't want anything special. Just throw things into it, um, and that will work. But we're going to lose it end of the month. Gone. Yep. Yeah, I actually did um, some tutorials uh, at the mymac.com website on you know doing odd things with iWeb, and I actually had a web page that I made in iWeb, uh, macparrot.com. I I've let it expire because of course you know four years ago, who cares? And I had I had like flashing gifs in it, and just all these you know multiple columns. I basically took the the basic white web page and customized the hell out of it right and did some really really cool things and it was and it was fun it was you you were able to do things in iweb and granted from people that i know who who know how to code they say that the code that iweb put out was was truly awful Mm. but you know what i don't care it you know the the page looked the same whether i was looking at it through safari or Internet Explorer, or Firefox, or you know whatever whatever device or whatever browser you were using, it just it just looked good. Yeah, it was just simple. It worked. You, yeah. didn't, um, you know, you made a minor change to your page, hit the publish button, within seconds it was all done. Yep. And away you went. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, let's let's jump right over to our app picks because I think we're starting to run a little bit long. Okay. Uh, do you, what is your app pick there, Neil? Okay, my app pick, uh, and it's quite relevant for, unfortunately, only for tonight into tomorrow um, because we have a transit of Venus going on. Um, so I she's think- got it. <laughs> Yeah, baby, she's got it. <laughs> so this is Venus passing in front of the sun, um, which is going to happen tonight into tomorrow. Well, tomorrow morning for us here. Um, I think you get it as the sun sets over there. Oh, cool. What, tonight or tomorrow night? Tonight. Oh, cool. All right. Well, it's 6.08 p.m. as the, we're recording the podcast. The, do so, not look directly at the sun. I'm blind. Yeah, so you've got to need it with a solar filter. But anyway, because of that all sort of happening, my my pick is Sky Safari Pro, which is available on all platforms, um, Apple-related, of course. So mm-hmm. you can get it for the Mac. You can get it for your iOS device. It comes in various forms. It's got Pro version has everything in it, and oh, there's other, other ones in between. Made by a company called Southern Stars. Um, and it can be used for all sorts. You can use it to browse the sky, looking at stars. It's got that neat bit with the gyro where you can point it to the sky, and it sort of shows you what you're looking at. Um, but it also has the ability, in my case, I can control my telescope with it, uh, which it does through the Wi-Fi. Um, so I can make a list on the program of what I want to view on a particular night, which I do sat in the warmth of the front room, and then when I go out, I just get it to play the list back to the telescope, and off it 
slews to the various objects. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> a great and piece of kit. They have a, I think it's, I don't know if it's the same thing, uh, but it's the same company. Uh, over at the Mac App Store, they have Sky Safari Plus, uh, which it. is, and they're both, this is both under uh, education, uh, Sky Safari and Sky Safari Plus. Exactly the same thing, just the Mac versions of it. So, uh, yeah. Or the Mac App Store version. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really good programs. Um, I think the Pro one um, isn't in the app, Mac App Store. No, it's not. You have to download it off their website because it, it breaks some of the App Store rules <laughs> in, the, in the way that it talks. And this is because it's capable of controlling telescopes and talking externally so that's the only reason why they haven't managed to put it in there um but to be honest all the if you just have an interest in astronomy or whatever then um any of the versions will right. uh, will do um, well quite frankly if you have a telescope that is capable of being controlled by a computer yeah. the cost of sky safari pro is probably the least of your concerns <laughs> Uh, that's probably true, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if I was doing that, then I would certainly get the iOS version because obviously it's a lot easier to take your iPhone or your iPad outside. Than oh, is, is there an iOS version? I yes, hadn't even yes. checked that. I was looking. I was looking on the Mac App Store. Uh, so yes, it's very iOS as well. Uh, all right, very all, cool. And all versions of that are available in iOS from right away up to Pro. Uh, well, my app, not quite so serious. Of course, long-time <laughs> listeners to the show will will know that that's no big surprise. Uh, it's called Air Attack, and it's by Art in Games at the Mac App Store. It's 99 cents. It's a uh, top-down scroller. You're in a plane, and you're going after those just terrible, terrible Nazis that have, for a very, very long time, gotten apparently a very bad rap. Not sure why. Anyway. No, actually, zombies. Are no, no, no. Well, you can kind of pretend, I guess, that the planes are controlled by zombies. <laughs> Disappointed. There's no zombies in it. Yeah, but you, you, you can drop bombs and blow up bridges and attack trains and and go after dirigibles and, and it's just you know f- how much fun can you expect to get from ninety nine cents? I st- I bought I got this last night. And started playing it, and I was thinking, okay, that's kind of standard. Next thing I know, I look up, well, it's after 11 p.m. I should already be in bed. And I've been playing it for like well over an hour. So that's Air Attack by Art and Games. It's at the Mac App Store for 99 cents. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, we uh, let, Let's talk very, very briefly. We have a Facebook page, as uh, I've gone on about <laughs> for god knows how long and we are currently at let me look here 123 likes which is kind of where we've been since the contest ended <laughs> some number of weeks ago talking so, of which i, I was yeah. one of your contest winners oh that's right you did and what was it you won i won the boinks tv software oh man that was actually uh one of like the top prizes i know <laughs> that is so, have, have you been playing around with that? I have had to play with it. Yes, isn't uh, that like just amazing software? It's if I was allowed to swear, I would say it. It is the dogs. <laughs> it that is. is, it, it, yeah, it is I, I love those guys over at Boys. There's so much in it. Um, I mean, I haven't even scratched the surface on it, but yeah, brilliant software. So excellent contest. 
thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, you you can do you can do low uh, on on the fly lower thirds. Uh, have different stuff just pop up wherever it is you, you've pre-programmed. I, this sounds like a commercial for Boinks TV now. <laughs> it does. Um, well, it, it is. It is just. It is a fantastic app. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because they sent it to me for free. I'm saying that because I think it's just a great app. Yeah. But if you're speaking of Facebook, which I guess we weren't. We were. Uh, yeah. If <laughs> we, well, we were kind of, yeah, got around there. Uh, if you get the chance, if you're on Facebook, please go to the My Mac podcast page and give us a like if you haven't already. That's facebook.com forward slash My Mac podcast. And, of course, uh, it, you're probably getting this podcast through iTunes like like so many, many other people. And one thing, you know, well, besides going to the Amazon link and giving Tim some money for paying for the bandwidth of, of this show and so many of the other shows on the, uh, the Stoplight Network, uh, if you go to iTunes and do a, um, a review for the MyMac podcast, that really helps us out too. And I'm looking right now, we don't have any any new iTunes reviews, at least not in the US store. <sighs> so please please go to iTunes and give us a review. We'd we'd appreciate it. And if you do and you send me your email, uh eventually, and Neil can attest to this, I will don't send believe you, I will send you a woo. Don't believe a word he's saying. He will not send the wooty. He I will, will just I will give you false promises. I will. I will send the Woody eventually. Don't believe they exist. And, and they're no, they're beautiful. They are just gorgeous. <laughs> Neil, how can people get a hold of you? Um, well, if uh, they are that interested, I am number six UK um, on Twitter um, or nwharton at mac dot com uh, on email. And I actually let's, let me let me do Gaz's here real quick. You can reach Gaz, who's not here this week. You can reach him at gaz at mymac.com. Also on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G A Z M A Z. See, he's got me programmed to say Z now. Yeah. Instead of just going Z. It's good. Z is good. Yep. Z, Z, well, Z works. It, it yeah. almost sounds like some kind of like science fiction y thing. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of that. Uh, if you want to contact me to, to ask why you have not yet received your Woody, you can send me email to guy at mymac.com, and I am also on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. And I didn't know if Neil was... <laughs> I was just about to do that as well. Oh, were you? I'm sorry. I, I, I no, wasn't sure. No, that's it. No wooty, and then I get upstage by... <laughs> by a recorded parrot. Yeah. That's yeah. just not good. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Gaz and I have a combined Twitter account, which is twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. If you would like to uh, contact Fearless Leader Tim, uh, not, and we're not talking about Tim Cook, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you send an email to feedback at mymac.com, it will not reach Tim Cook, but it will reach Tim Robertson, our Fearless Leader. And if you can also contact us by going to the, the MyMac.com website, there's a contact link there in, in the top menu bar. Fill it out. It goes to Gaz. It goes to me. It goes to Tim uh, Robertson, of course. 
And uh, we have a Skype number, which Mystery Caller uh, used and sent us a seven-second 400th podcast congratulatory message. Thank you, Mystery Caller. And that number is area code 703-436-9501. Now, Neil, it's not clear yet. Uh, I haven't heard from Get. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you still there? Are you all right? Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. You big yank tank. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, I'm not sure if Gas is going to be on next week or not because I think he has some, some work-related stuff. Oh, he's letting work get in the way. Yeah, I know. Can yeah. you believe it? He no. actually is is taking precedence. Mm. No dedication. For a, That's the no, not enough. No. For a job that he's getting paid for as compared to doing a podcast that he does for free. I mean, what's yeah. you got to have priorities. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, got, I have to question it. I didn't mean it, guys, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, Neil, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, well, and possibly you might want to consider coming on again next week if Gaz can't be here. If he's not available, oh, I am, yes. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. I really, really appreciate that. So uh, possibly Gaz next week, possibly Neil next week. Uh, unfortunately, you'll probably be stuck with me next week. Um, <laughs> and I, I'd like to thank you all from the, from the bottom of my heart. And to see, I got to say this right from the bottom of my heart. I would like to say thank you for downloading the mymac.com podcast. Please send any contribution you can to get guy off the air at <laughs> get guy off the air.com. No, I, there's actually not a website like that that I know of. There might be. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just buying it now. Yeah. Are, are you getting? You, he's, got, he's going right to his 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 provider of choice. Getguyofftheair.com. An online petition. Oh my goodness. Well, Neil, thanks again for being on. And can you read that very last word that's there? It says end. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Okay, anything else that uh, you want to tell me before we start? Are no, you wearing Are you wearing clothes? <laughs> no. You're not? Oh, no, crap. No. That's, just, that's just wrong. <laughs> well, we've been celebrating the Jubilee over here. Mm. That's, a, that's a big thing that's been going on. I'm the... sorry. How old is the Queen? Uh, well, this isn't a birthday. This is how long she's been on the throne. Yeah, I know. So this is 60 years on the throne. Well, she's Don like in her 80s, right? Diamond Jubilee, yeah. She's 81, I think. Okay. Well, you know, if you're talking about an 81-year-old woman, she should probably be wearing clothes. Because otherwise, <laughs> that's... That's just too weird. I'll put them back on. <laughs>